Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 7, Promises Broken, and The Walking Dead World Beyond, Season 2, Episode 1, Consequence. They're both over, and I feel like the show has broken some promises, and I feel like there will be some consequences, but we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. In fact, we've already been going, and I've been told on three separate occasions, just start recording. We're giving away material that we could be giving to our listeners. So here we are. We are we are presenting all of our all of our feelings because we come to the table, the four of us tonight, with a lot of feelings about what's going on. My name is Jessica Lees, and I don't know if I'm hosting a podcast here, if I'm staging an elaborate test to decide if these three gentlemen have the medal to stay on my podcast. But first up, um, y'all know him from every other show on post-show recaps, and we're very delighted to have him here. Josh Wiggler. Welcome. Hi, Jess. Hi. Thank you for having me. I, I am back here because uh, I promised that when the children returned, so would I. And the children, or some of them, are back. But where is Elton? I'm so angry at the lack of Elton. And I know we got somebody else here who's also going to be pretty annoyed about the lack of Elton here. Um, Chappelle, your babies are sort of back. Yeah, they're not back. They're not back. I'm back. Josh is back. AJ's back. You're back. But where's Elton? Like, for real. Like, the episode wasn't good enough to have this void of Elton. Maybe if they had Elton, I would be happier with the episode in general. But it, I felt him. I felt his absence. I could tell that Elton wasn't going to be in the episode through halfway through the episode. I was thinking, what are we doing here? We're not going to have Elton. Gonna, so we're I not going to get Elton. Complaints. Yeah, I have a lot of complaints. You could feel about it. Beyond. You could feel the moment. It was like he's not. He won't be. He's here. really not coming. He's, really he's not, not coming. coming. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I waited all this time, and Elton in his little brown suit couldn't be bothered. It was this was ridiculous. But it was disrespectful, I'm happy that, honestly. I'm, I'm happy that we have the gang all back together. You know, yeah. it's been a while since we've all been here on the panel. So thank yes. you for having me back. Well, I'm happy to have you back. I'm also happy to have AJ Mass back, who seems to be, I know he is also upset. He's like a little bit less vocal about it than these other two, but I know that I can feel the anger. It's like when you're at a bowling alley and you're, you're working on a really good game 
And then for no reason whatsoever, the pin return just kind of sits there and you have to wait for some old guy to go walking down the lane and manually reset it and get it going there. And by that time, you've lost all your momentum. I feel like that right now. Yep. That mm-hmm. sounded like really personal and intimate, AJ. As <laughs> if like, like yeah, this, that, like, that was like a really uh, like, I, I, I surfa- like at the surface recollection. I my big mo, I, I'm just lost. All I was right. gonna say, Big Mo was would love absent. this metaphor. Yeah. Also absent, you know. Also yeah. absent. We didn't get any Big Mo reference. He's in uh, our I think heart. AJ's right though. We the, the world beyond had had gained enough momentum where I really cared about that little series. And then it went away for so long, and now they're trying to rev it back up, and I just don't give a damn. I wish I did. I wish I did. Uh, the, I, the episode just left me saying, like, huh, I remember when I used to care about this show. I do not. Yeah, do you think maybe we've just had our fill of totalitarian regimes? Like, are we just <laughs> done with that as, you know... They've done it a few times on Walking Dead Prime, and every time they did it, I'm like, oh, God, not this again. And now mm-hmm. like, every time it's a, it looks like people might be happy someplace, it turns out, oh, no, they're, they're actually being governed by a tyrant. Yeah, and here we are again. I, don't know, by a tyrant. I, think that, I think part of the problem is, I, I think this might play a little bit better on a binge. When we don't have to wait mm-hmm. so long to, because we're, we're waiting, like, yeah, where's Elton? What's going to happen to these guys? And it's just like six months. Early. Oh, God, really? We're going to start doing the time travel thing where it's like, we're going to start several weeks ago and now two days ago, now three weeks ago, now uh, two days ahead, jumping all the place. No, I, I just, I couldn't get into it because it's like, I barely remembered who half of these characters were. <laughs> Beyond the little ones, and then it's just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. That's where they left them off. Okay, that's where they left them off. And we're gonna go. Okay, flash forward now. Now we're gonna flash back again. It's just, just tell me the story, please. Just can we move on, move mm-hmm. forward? Hey, yeah. AJ, this would not be a season of The Walking Dead if it didn't start off with a random ass flashback and then oh, a flash forward fair. and then a flashback again. So the <laughs> moment sideways. I saw it, I was like, whoop. Yep. Yeah, like six months ago, and then two days after that, and then three months before <laughs> that. It's like, why? Just tell a story. Start at the beginning and just tell the story. Wait, whatever. Okay, you you can do your fancy, your fancy trickery and have you know have have uh, Iris flipping the flipping the pages and then like, oh, they they use that as a, as a, a dissolve to something else. So that was kind of cool. Helicopter blades after flipping. Okay, cool. Uh, but I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, to your point about the binge, this is really interesting. We actually, we got some great, great feedback this week. Um, and thank you to everybody that responded to my, uh, blatant whining plea for <laughs> feedback because we did get some good v- feedback this week. So we actually got a great note from Candace who said this exact thing. She said, I stopped watching Walking Dead after the war with the saviors, as I'm sure many did, but I did read all the graphic novels to complete that version of the story. My husband convinced me to rewatch it in preparation for the final season. We are all caught up on the flagship show and World Beyond, starting fear now. I have to say the binge format is where it's at. Even the most dragging storylines are tolerable when you can get them through them quickly and don't have to wait many years to see it through. So it's a fair point. I wish that yeah. I could just watch it all at once and then we do one podcast and we'd be done with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm 
I, I think that the point of like World Beyond playing differently if you watch it as a binge is a is a compelling one because I can tell you that if if you know it's been uh it's been almost a full year since we've seen these characters, aka almost a full year since we've thought about these characters. And um this is a show that structurally is very different from the other Walking Deads, which we'll talk about the other Walking Dead, of course, in this one, but we gotta I think begin with the return of the king. Uh, of world beyond um it's different from the others because it is meant to end it is it is a mm-hmm. it's a two season arc which i think is probably a bit of a retcon and it was probably like they would have liked for this to have been a better show and they would have made more of the show uh and when they realized they weren't going to make a better show they're like uh well we can't just cancel a walking dead show we have to end a walking dead show and so mm-hmm. i think like that's like the world that we exist in here Regardless of how we got here, it's a two-season arc. We enter this season knowing it's going to be the final season, and we went through the entire first season being about getting hope into the hands of the CRM, uh, going through all of these different hoops to figure out, like, is hope worthy or not, to get her, like, separate from the group, all of the things that Hook was doing along the way in order to make this happen. And so you go into the final season with some expectation of, okay, well, that was a little convoluted, but it happened. And so now we should be entering the final season in a mode to, like, see the CRM, get some answers, yada, yada, yada. It's another test. We have an episode. The whole first episode is just another test is just like a is like in a in a in the space of an episode is just completely retrying the entire arc of hope from the first season of the show. That's what you're going to do when you have 10 episodes left to tell us your story. I was so frustrated by that as like the choice of focus for this, let alone the fact that we're only focusing on a few of these characters, let alone that are that are sweet. Sweet Elton isn't here. You know, not nary a hide nor hair from Silas even. Let's not forget Percy. We're not even seeing any of these people. Uh, we're, we're, we're totally checked out from that storyline. And that's all frustrating and terrible. But we're completely relitigating Hope's entire story. And you only have nine episodes left after this. There is no time for this. I was very frustrated by this episode. Yeah, and what are they hoping to learn from this that they don't already know? Is it like, oh, well, Hope got herself all the way across the country and faced she passed travail. the test. Yeah, she passed, she passed the test. test along the she way. Passed. She passed. She well, passed. She got an A now? plus plus plus. She made it. Yeah. You got your A plus on this, but oh, oh no, you didn't do too well in the abandoned building. Yes, sorry, you can't come in now. You went through all this trouble just to throw her into an empty undead town. This This was just the PSAT. She still has to take the SAT. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Oh god. I think the big task of this episode was to try to make us care about Hope as a leading character. Because right. they spent the whole last season doing it, and then we step away from it, and now they're like, oh, we remember Hope? You're supposed to really care about Hope. And I just, of all the cast people, you know who my favorite is, but, like, Hope doesn't just stand out as, this is the person we should be rooting for in this story. I think Iris was originally supposed to be, like, in the first, you know, iteration, Iris was the leading, you know, kid star. Um, And so they used this whole episode to give us more Hope information, because it looks like for the next 10 episodes, she's the main character, and to this point, I didn't care about Hope. I also uh, don't think it played very well that the, her, I guess, supporting cast was Huck, who we hate, 
or at least I hate for us, um, Jennifer. Um, so it's kind of like you have like two of the less likable characters on screen with Julia Armand the whole time. Yeah, yeah, let's call her. Let's make sure we call her Jennifer because nicknames are for our friends. Yes, exactly. and Chappelle, Chappelle, and they princessed half of this story because. She hit, mm-hmm. hit her head and became unreliable narrator because nothing that she went through actually happened. I hate right. it. Concussion. Thanks. Con- <laughs> the moment she fell down, I said, I bet she has a concussion. And then 10 minutes later, they're like, oh, you, you woke up. You have a concussion. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I was, this is bull. Was the entirety of Hope's storyline, the whole thing basically was like just like a bad dream, basically? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just so a great. scar wait, yeah. waiting for her friends. To, yeah. Know, basically, we saw so, this in, in the extra episodes. And uh, like, I didn't really need to see her have a little fight with Crazy Orphan Annie. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. So yeah. did they have a, like, did all the writers from Walking Dead Regular and Walking Dead World Beyond have like a big party and somebody got drunk and told the other people what they were planning on doing with their season so that we have so such strikingly and, similar and so what so like the other per like the recipient of of that like drunk text effectively was like ooh that's good yeah, taking really good. <laughs> or was it like inception and yeah. like it was like an accidental like uh like uh idea heist uh, that this was implanted <laughs> in like the other Walking Dead shows yeah. writers room, and they both didn't like check notes with each other and realize, oh no, crap, like, we're doing the same thing. Yeah, like you wake up with this killer hangover, and you're like, yeah. wait a minute though, what if they were in a box car and it didn't really happen, and the whole episode was just a like crazy concussion dream? Well, Man, that's well, really good. Happens, I don't know where that came from. What happens <laughs> next week when Elton shows up and meets an old girlfriend and a dog? Mm. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I don't need that. I want, yeah. Yeah. Elton mm-hmm. is probably uh, uh, Daryl and Leah's time traveling son. That's my prediction. <laughs> oh my gosh. I t- I'll take that. Which oh. means it's a sad ending for Daryl and, and Leah, right? Yeah, they put yeah. him in a box and then died. Yeah. That's yeah I have some opinions about Daryl and Leah, but I guess we'll kick them. <laughs> yeah, eventually. we'll get there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I can't yeah. wait to, like, you know, wind us all up and let us go about Daryl and I Leah. Think but it's we're just, not done complaining about this yet. No, like, <laughs> listen, I, I, like, I do think, uh, to, to your point, Chappelle, like I think, like the, there was some momentum at the end of the first season of World Beyond, and like, mm-hmm. uh, like I felt like by the end of it, like I was like, you know what, I like watching this show. Like I, mm-hmm. I actually kind of am enjoying myself, and these characters can be fun, and like it's a little twisty and turny and stuff. And I, and I get like the instinct to have your first episode back of a thing be something that's like, if not quite like non-committal, then at least something that's like maybe like a, a little easy to digest. You're mostly setting up character. You're mostly setting up theme so that you can then like get into like the bigger plotty stuff as you're going deeper in the final season. And I'm being like, I think a little charitable saying like maybe that's the design here, but maybe that's the design here just doesn't work. Uh, yeah. I think like if you're going to throw this episode out there, you got to pair it at least with like a second hour mm-hmm. that is diving more into plot. Uh, like this should have been a two hour premiere and that second hour should be very plot heavy. So if next week, by the way, is like another really like, uh, like ethereal, thinky, mm-hmm. but like in like the, like, like a hundred layers of quotes and underlines thinky episode, um, that's going to be very, very aggravating because they just don't have time to do that. But I think like that may have been like sort of like, the calculation. It's been a while. Let's ease people back in. We'll get hook you into the characters to your point, Chappelle, right? Like we're trying to like mm-hmm. get people to like hope more. That's fine. But like it was just so light on plot and it was so repetitive to like like 
tropes we've seen across this franchise left and right as recently as the boxcar. Yeah, it felt like the denouement of the last season, right? Like this could have been like a mini episode online, you know, like to like just what what we missed, you know, like while you were gone, this is what happened because they yeah. didn't really move the plot forward at all. It just gave us all the information that we were left wondering. It answered all the questions like, oh, okay, well, this is what's going on. But like, we're ready to move the plot. We have 10 episodes. So yeah, like, give it an atmospheric, an like here's our atmospheric set piece and you can watch it to get hype. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we can spend five minutes complaining about the lack of AMC of 30. Ha- has been good about this before. I'm not necessarily saying The Walking Dead has been good about this before, <laughs> but AMC has. And like you think about the final season of Breaking Bad as an example of like they did eight episodes, which is their which once upon a time, at least was their normal episode length. And then they left for a year and you're like, oh, man, eight episodes is not enough. But that felt fast it felt propulsive uh and i'm looking forward to it coming back whenever it gets to come back and then it comes back a year later and they waste no time that first episode back is like really intense and then that whole final season is really really intense that's an amc show like amc amc knows it's amc can do this stuff amc has still like put out like quality tv um, there are, you know, up until these past few episodes for me of the main walking that I've really been enjoying the last uh, couple of seasons. But I feel like uh, for like final season energy for, I guess, both of these shows we're talking about to a to a degree, even though we're in like the first third of the final season or closing the first third of the final season of the main walking dead. Um, both of these uh, shows have entered like their technical final seasons at the very least, like in a, with a pace that is like baffling to me with like a pace mm-hmm. that is just like making no sense to me at all as far as like where is your urgency there's no mm-hmm. urgency here in the storytelling it's just and so there was no it, urgency it feels to, really light to your point Josh there was no urgency within this one episode and yeah. we, we actually had Iris turn around and go hey hey Felix and there was a pause and a pause <laughs> Felix pause <laughs> yeah <laughs> what? Just don't have him leave the room and finish the freaking conversation. <laughs> why? Why yeah. is this scene so slow? It. it, it whoa, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Well, so J- Jess, is this is this one of the COVID episodes? Like, is this like they filmed this? Like, is this one of those like we can't get the whole the whole gang together? So we have Iris and Felix who never really leave each other's side for the most part. We have Hope who is like hanging out with Julia Armand the whole time, and then we have. Uh, I'm sorry, Hope, who's pretty much on her own the whole time in like a little bottle of her own. And then you have like Huck and Julia Armand just kind of standing around talking. It felt like they couldn't put them all in the same space. I wonder if it's kind of like the bottle episodes from The Walking Dead proper. I mean, that's a good hypothesis, Chappelle, but I had been under the impression that they had a lot of this in the can before all of this mm. happened. Because uh, remember, Walking Dead World Beyond was supposed to launch um it was supposed to launch in like spring of 2020 and we didn't, we, in fact, they gave us like the whole season as screeners and then they took them away and said, we're going to launch this later. They pushed it to the fall. We watched it in the fall. And I think they had a good chunk, maybe even all of season two already in the can because they were already mm-hmm. touting it as this is our, you know, this is a two season event. That was like in the first materials they gave us for this. I wonder gotcha. how much they filmed of of season two. I'll I I'm I, I'd be really interested to know like was this all just like basically like canned? Um, yeah, I want to know too because that would explain like if if it is COVID filmed, then you know that would explain why we don't even get all of mm-hmm. the core group together again. You know, 
like Elton and Silas. They don't even mention Elton at yeah. all, which is disrespectful. Uh, it Silas is. is gone. It, it, yeah. it, it has, it was filmed. The second season was filmed. Um, and filming production was announced February, 2021. Uh, okay. so, so they had not gone into production. They had not so, gone it. Okay. But it, it, there are some ways in what, in which that almost to me, like makes it a little worse, uh, mm-hmm. where like they had more time to work and mm-hmm. refine the story. You know, they had more time to work and refine the story and tell an exciting story. And even with like the limitations of COVID and like having to limit how many people are in a scene together, uh, like reduce crowd shots, things like that, just like, you know, like basic stuff to like minimize the amount of people on set, on location to make that safer. All of the various protocols they have in place, uh, can make it really difficult to make new TV right now and tell good, but you can still tell a good story with a limited set of characters. I mean, like yeah. this was, you know, Three Robert Patrick's dude. There's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a very relevant story. thing right now in a different pop culture corner, but I don't want to spoil too much from something else. Um, mm-hmm. The um, the the fact that like they had all this time to tell the story, like, sure, we don't we don't love Julio Ormond's character. We don't love Huck. Uh, but could you like find a way to tell an interesting story with two characters that maybe we either a don't like or b are uncertain about, and and simultaneously like refocus the narrative on Hope now that she was the one that was being sought? Um, absolutely, you could do a three hander like that and make a really good episode that also moves plot forward. Um, and you would especially think that that would be something that could be done when there is like additional time to work on the story. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think, uh, that's not fantastic. I, like it would almost be better if like they shot this all kind of like in quick succession, you know, like the mm-hmm. 20 episodes or whatever it'll end up being if, cause like they didn't have like any of like the, the gut checks of like distance and time that you were afforded to like, look back on your season, not even talking about like reactions from you know, uh, you know, <laughs> like dummies like me uh, and other people who are like commenting on your show, whether it's like on a podcast or on Twitter, like you can only let that influence you creatively so much. But like they didn't even have uh, they wouldn't have even had time to like check their own material, check their own work. But they did. Mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah. you know, they did have that time. I, I think and this point, is what we get to your point, Josh. I think they wrote themselves into a corner with with their goal for this episode because the goal for the episode is uh, essentially i need to test both of them you know, mm-hmm. the, the the big reveal was like yeah yeah huck was being tested as well um and for her to pass the test she has to not do anything <laughs> so, <laughs> well, <they did> it. <laughs> congratulations i mean yes we want to keep the character relevant and, and, and prove her loyalty but it's by not doing anything and for for hope to pass the test she has to fail in her effort to leave and come back rendering the entire journey useless so this is this is one of those situations where like you lift indiana jones out of raiders of the lost ark and everything happens exactly the same way and you start right. you end up where you start yeah, yeah. So uh, I just think Good it was—it's just the the whole episode for me. This half of the episode, uh, yeah. I think I think Iris at least did something that changes her character. She killed someone, and that yeah. is that is a that's a character change. That's a character mm-hmm. transformation. She killed someone, and she loved it. Uh, she killed yeah. a boy, and she liked it. Uh, <laughs> what does she say? She's like, "You, it's what you, it's what you get. That's what, what you get. get. That's what you get. That's what you get." Yeah. That's what you get, like a little yeah. child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a little tattletale. Like she like ratted this guy out to mom. 
you're dead now. Like, okay. Is, yeah. <laughs> so my question is, because we haven't talked about the plot at all, but I, before we get into that, I, re- I really want to know, what is the goal of this season, right? Like, why are we here? Because last uh, season, we knew the goal was to try to find a dad, right? He's found the dad. But like, in this uh, episode of just nonsense, I wasn't able to pick up, like, what should we be hoping happens next with Hope? Right. Uh, like I'm, of course, waiting on the return of Elton and to see whatever happens to when the group gets back together. But what do they want from Hope? They just want her to be smart. Yeah. Is that I it? Guess. Just, I, like, you're a genius it, and we need you. It seems like there's really not enough there there. Like mm. what what could she possibly have done that makes her so special that they're going to expend all of this energy in a post-apocalyptic situation? Like it, how much of a you know community savior is she going to be here? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like she's immature, and so we can't even trust her with this um, this brilliant brain that she has. And so I just don't, I don't know what we're. What does this, the finale look like? Like, oh, she did it, and she's smart, or she didn't do it, and she's not that smart. I, I don't, I don't know what we're doing here. She it did it, but she me. needed the help of her sister because they're much smarter together. I believe yes. that was the point of season one. Anyway. Yeah, I I don't know. I have no clue yeah. what we're what we're what we're leaning toward. What what, really, what is this going to? Yeah, it really felt like they were dropping a lot of information on us this episode that was stuff we already knew, and it was even mm-hmm. stuff we remembered because I I understand that they don't trust us to remember everything, but they just dropped it on us like we didn't already know that. Like, ooh, we killed the entire city of Omaha. Yet we knew you are. We already knew you did that. You told us in episode one that you did that. Yeah, it, it just, it, mm. it's it's <laughs> awful, and they so, still haven't told us why. They didn't give us any new information about that, except like, oh, they didn't just send walkers in; they like blew it up. But we kind of knew that already. Yeah. So these big columns of walkers, I guess that's the big centerpiece of this whole episode. Is that like this is a new the uh, mega herd? New, yeah, this is a new phenomenon. Like, right? Like we haven't seen that in The Walking Dead before, where it's like these this horde just comes and wipes out a whole city. I like, like almost on purpose, and so and they and it linked up with another horde, and then it became the mega horde, and, and then it's, it's going to be the horde, yeah, the the, the dragon horde and the mega horde, and uh, yeah, and so and then it came through and destroyed everything, so they had to blow it up, and that's not necessarily true, but is this mega horde thing going to be something we see more of because they made such a big deal out of it in this episode? Yeah, um, we're never going to get to like the heart of this civilization. Uh, mm. Like the heart of the CRM, we're not going to see on this show. Uh, yeah, we're not going to find out how how they managed to survive or what no, they're about. We're not going to get like we're going to get like something that's going to be presented as like a big chunk of information for like a future Walking Dead thing to to answer. Uh, like this, like uh, m- uh, much ballyhooed Rick Grimes movie that shall never occur, uh, you know. And so, like that is, um, I'm I have no choice but to Winds of Winter it. I have, but <laughs> I, I cannot. Uh, you got to show me something. We need something concrete for us to believe that that movie is ever actually happening. But I think like they're going to save any kind of major, meaningful reveal for the return of Rick, uh, and mm. they are not going to give it to us in like the Hope Show. Uh, no, so like, no. I think we, we have to, we have to like, uh, recalibrate expectations if that's where, where any of us are. Like, none of that stuff is, is coming through, through this show. And we will, what we'll see 
is we'll see like we'll get to like some outer ring of this circle right you know we will mm. be like uh like you know like five steps removed from anything like truly core important to the greater walking dead franchise and before we can push in a mega horde is going to like wipe out this outer ring and that will be the, fall. the veritable dies. end you, of the show. I think they're going to go the uh, a really dark route with this show because because it does have such a limited span of time mm. and they don't expect this show to go on. So, you know, I'm expecting all the characters to die at the end. Um, does Hope somehow see something in her father's work? And say, oh my gosh, I figured it out. This is the cure to the whole zombie thing. And it never it leaves the facility because oh. the horde mm. you know, kills her with you know, killing hope. I know it's on the nose, but they've already used it a couple times <laughs> this episode. But like destroying the hope for the future. But, oh. you know, and then the cure dies with her. No, it'll be like Taka. small hope for the future, right? Like uh, hope, hope, <laughs> hope, hope. <laughs> a glimmer of hope. Like either hope herself will die, but something that she has learned has been passed on, or her influence has been passed on to her friends, and they're and will leave with like some hopeful note that, uh, like the, the even if hope is still alive, that these these sweet little kids they learned something out here about themselves and the way of the world out here on the road, and we can leave their story knowing they're going to be just fine. <laughs> Uh, Keep like hope it's, alive. Yeah, it's gonna be something. It's gonna be. It's gonna be something <laughs> like gosh. that. I. I think. Like, do we lose one or two of them? I. I think that that's possible. Uh, by the end of the show. Uh, like I can. I can. I can see them. Uh, like. Uh, like Ned Starking Silas or something like that. Oh my god! If yeah. they touch a hair on Elton's head, I am oh, done with right. all Walking Dead forever. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, okay. like, I'll have to still be here then if you go, Jess, and I hope that Chappelle and AJ will stay too because we need to keep the podcast alive. But I understand <laughs> if everybody needs to walk off after they kill Elton. I get yeah, it. We'll just, we'll just podcast, a week off. Podcast goes dark. <laughs> yeah, We're just gonna yeah. release two hours. The podcast of flies at half mast. Let, let me let me just say, uh, Game of Thrones is very <laughs> smart to not kill Leona Mormont until the final episode. Yeah, <laughs> right. Smart. Okay. Um, so, you know, with these bottle episodes, like the boxcar thing, or even like with hope in her, like concussion, doesn't that kind of lead you to believe, you know, back to that old theory that, you know, Rick Grimes is just going to wake up at the end and be like, oh, well, that was crazy. You know, right. <laughs> this is, cause it, we've seen this like four times now. So it's like, it would be on par for them to do the thing that everybody is dreading that they do. He which wakes is up like, in a train oh. boxcar traveling to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> or he has a concussion. He wakes up in the hospital with a concussion and that did. Yeah. Um, you know, so at this point, I, I won't even take that off the table um, because it seems like anything could happen. I just, I just don't know like why you would give us 20 episodes of this and then not make it meaningful. And so, I don't know. I'm a little disappointed seeing that it doesn't seem like it's going to go too far. I'm calling my shot, though. I know I know what the last shot of this series is going to be. It's um, going to be a close-up on the face of Rick Grimes. No Andrew way. Lincoln is going to show up on that last, no. for that last moment. <laughs> and then it's no going to be like, hey, guess what? The Rick movie is going to happen someday. And Rick's got all the answers. And the only way through this is through Rick. We what we've gotten from like what we know about Rick after he went off in the garbage copter is like 
that someone drew Rick Grimes onto an iPhone that Michonne found. <laughs> you know, like like uh, like post apocalyptic hieroglyphics, right? Like that's what mm-hmm. we've gotten from from Rick. This show's never going to give us Andrew Lincoln as Rick Grimes. This show is giving us Jadis telling us about <laughs> there was a brave man once. You know, like that's, where, <laughs> that's what we're going to get. Brave man, daddy. That's what we're going to get. Jadis is going to tell us about the brave man. He was uh, a leader. You know, yeah, but Josh, not with, not, not with as much uh, sentence structure. Yeah. Mm, well, yeah. it depends. And are we talking Jadis or are we talking about Jan? Where are we meeting her when we, when we catch up with her? But like, we'll get something like, I mean, they're gonna like they're going to to like bring Andrew Lincoln after all of this time back through World Beyond. There's no way. That's the thing. Is like I think that like in like the like the decision making uh, spots for this show, it's like you can't do anything like too too important on this one. Like why not? Yeah, because the show isn't good enough. <laughs> Nobody's watching it. <laughs> I feel bad about that because like I actually think that like it's it's enjoyable sometimes for sure. But first like, season was cool. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's just like it's not at a level where like they could this could be the venue to bring back Rick Grimes. This could be the venue to deliver the trailer for the Rick Grimes movie, you oh, know. Gosh. Uh yeah. Or maybe they find like some article of clothing belonging to Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like or they like see a man in silhouette who sounds an awful like lot like a deep fake of Rick Grimes. Yeah. 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 You must take this to the lawman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I wanted to talk about the artists colony because how did these people survive for 10 years after the zombie apocalypse? That didn't happen. Shenanigans. <laughs> Shenanigans. <laughs> and also like there's no way that they make it out of this season alive. Mm-mm. Oh heck no. Like yeah. they'll they're all going to be dead by the end of the next episode. Very likely. Oh the perimeter? Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It sucks, though. I mean, I mean, there, well, there were good moments of this episode, right? Like, there was Felix. Felix is fun. Felix yeah, is I great. Like Felix. Yeah, Felix is fun. I did. I did like the note that, like, you know, when Felix finds out about Omaha and the college campus town, college campus town, yeah, yeah. campus colony. Uh, I didn't yeah. know those were two different things, but <laughs> I, I thought this was all the same thing. But okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So campus, ca- campusville. Uh, when Felix finds out, he actually breaks down later on, you know, and cries. Iris never cracks at all. You just stone face, stone cold Iris. And so I did think that was interesting because we see right after that, then she goes and murders somebody. So it's like, oh, okay. Iris is getting a thick skin for the apocalypse because in the first season, she couldn't barely even kill a, an empty if she saw one, you know? And so I thought that was pretty cool. But I mean, I don't know if that bodes well for Iris in the future, right? She's becoming some like hardened, like teenage, like killer. Yeah. Is, Didn't we see yeah. Morgan Jones do this? Like, oh, Isn't that this Morgan world Jones is, his whole life. <laughs> yeah, this world has made me tough, and now I kill everybody. But now I'm going to need to dial it back and become a pacifist and kill nobody. And no, nope, wait, I'm going to kill everybody. No, nope, I'm going to kill nobody. That's that's going to be Iris's arc. Yeah, yeah, clearly, yeah. So this was this was that was the most interesting part of the whole episode for me. Really, it was because I was like, man, you know. I understand why Felix is crying, but man, Iris is just kind of tough in here. And so I'm like, if she lasts all 10 episodes, maybe she's not so much on, you know, she's probably going to have like a more tumultuous uh, arc, you know, something where she's kind of, you know, going for Morgan, maybe coming back, you know, um, 
And Hope is probably going to have to deal with bringing her back from the, the dark. Hope is what brings her back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Hope is Jeez. all she has, right? Remember, that's what they asked. What are you fighting for? And I said, Hope, that's what's keeping yeah. me going. So, you know, maybe that's what it is. Yep. All um, I have is Elton. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can remember one other thing that I loved from last season. And by loved, I mean, I think we all kind of hated it, but I'd love to see it again. I mm. want some like janky Mountain Dew product placement again, because that was great. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. The one thing that survived from the before hope, times. Hope will they'll bring hope to a place where she can get some sort of like product tie-in meal yep. and comfort. Uh, yep. Like, uh, like they that like we still have Pepsi product, you know. <laughs> well, well, if they're gonna get this, if this is the only episode this season that's like this, and you know we get plot and emotion and fighting and and twists and turns for the rest of the season. I'm fine with it. I mean, you know, we did survive Shadow Puppet Show. We did. I like Shadow Puppet Show. That was was so long ago. (laughs) It was. It was a year. It was a full year ago, yeah. So long. Um, And maybe there's like a recalibration process of like, curb the expectations. They're not going to like, they're not going to give you all of like the, like the Walking Dead franchise lore stuff. Like that stuff is going to happen in like a combination of like, the flagship show, the Rick Grimes movie, should it happen, or maybe some uh, as yet to be determined television program. On you know? the road with Daryl and Carol. God, I hope not. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I don't want the like the great secrets of the whole Walking Dead world to be uh, like they should. That should be like road trip stuff. But like, maybe, yeah, you know, maybe it'll be Daryl and Carol are going to figure this whole thing out. Um, but I think like, I think that like, there's the, there's the world where people survive the world beyond and wind up on, uh, whatever's like the show after the walking dead. Cause they'll do one. They're going to end the main walking dead and then come out with a, a show like that is, uh, like the sequel, uh, like the effective season 12, like a year later. Uh, and I think that mm-hmm. we'll see, like, you could see Iris, being like sort of like hardened badass Iris, like now in the same mm-hmm. space as Judith Grimes or something like that. Um, and then like Hope has a daughter, and they call yeah. her a New Hope. Yeah. Yes. Okay. What do you think they would call? Yeah. What do you think? Oh my gosh. What do you think they would call the New Walking Dead? Like, yeah. Uh, call the, it the, the Walking Dead a New Hope. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll get sued if they do that. Uh, <laughs> Maybe the walking now, how about dead how about the Walking Dead? A new new hope. Ah, uh, the newest hope. <laughs> the newest hope. <laughs> newest hope of all. Rebuild yeah. the Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Walking Alive. <laughs> Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
But I do like I do like some of these characters a, a good amount, and I think uh, a lot of that is like um, performance stuff. Like Nino Tortorello is very, 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 very good as Felix. The the, the mm-hmm. breakdown scene in this episode was really, really good. Yeah, that was very good. Um, you know, there there are some moments here that are that are still solid, and like I want, I just do want to like check back in. I, all jokes aside, on like that Elton and Silas storyline and Percy, like those those three characters are fun, uh, and I'm I'm interested to see like. They, they arrested Silas, right? Isn't that the last we saw of him? Mm-hmm. So, like, what is like the jailbreak going to be? What of the what is the time jump, right? Because there's been like a significant amount of time, right? Um, how ha- there? hasn't there been? Don't think it has been. I thought it picked up right where they left. Oh, off. Like okay, the so that's day. six. So that's six <laughs> month jump. God, okay, uh, that makes much more sense now. Yeah. So, um, so, Josh, I think when they ended, Hope was getting on the helicopter, and then right. when it, when it started, she was on the she helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were confused because they decided to show us the back yeah the of title cards one, threw me. Yeah, episode yeah. zero. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think that Silas, like, what is what is going to happen with Silas is like a big question because this is like one of those things where like either we're going to get some really fun like Percy the con man and Elton the genius hijinks to break Silas out of jail, or like the show is about to show us does it have some final season teeth. And like mm. Silas doesn't get out of this one, you know. Like yeah. I think uh, uh, both of those are like I'm curious to know what's the answer. And then uh, of course, door number three is like some terrible, stupid thing that happens instead. You know, everybody like, dies. You know, yeah. like or, or like yeah, just like some you know whatever. Maybe where thing. Silas demands to see his lawyer. Yeah, like some strange debacle occurs. And they're like, uh, we have those here. <laughs> but I look, I look forward to finding out. I like those characters a lot, and I think as a as like a combination, like I think that there's a there's a fun story to be told there. And I think that the that the um the the Felix and Will story is good. I'm interested in what's happening with Iris now, and like just turn up the gas on hope. Maybe it'll be good that she's with her dad by the end of the episode. Uh, like so that's the thing she's been looking for for such a long time. So that's like emotional character forward momentum. Um, can that be something that uh, opens the door to like some feeling of like this story is progressing? I think so. It's just like it was a really hard story to just like throw us back into. Like Hope should get off that helicopter and be reunited with her dad in the first scene of this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. like it should be like that. Not yeah. at the end. Agreed. Yeah, they're just taking too long. This almost felt like like in this in this current season of Ted Lasso, where they got their their season order, and then they're like, "Oh no, by the way, we need two extra episodes. Go back and film them." This felt like maybe they had their season in the can, and it's like, "No, no, no, go back and film this. We need one more episode." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, agreed. Yeah, like what has, if they had one has, more test? It has that energy. Yeah, yeah. I don't love it. Um, yeah. But okay, speaking of tests, let's move on well, to the <laughs> other. Terrible psychometrics uh. happening in the Walking Dead universe this week. What are they trying to get Eugene to do? I don't understand. <laughs> Just like I hate this whole like passive aggressive subtext thing. Do you want something? Tell him what they tell him what you want, and then he can give it to you instead of just like staging these tableaus. It's so stupid. I just I don't understand how you don't just tell the man, I'm going to set this up. We're going to let some walkers in. Mm-hmm. This guy who they're going to attack is very important. You need to save him at all costs and don't punch him in the face and break his nose. How do you not explain to that? 
like uh, explain to them that like that notion that you should not punch this person. Also, you should not let him and this woman die because they're very important. They just they just sit in the walkers and like Eugene will handle it. And Eugene, I've never seen the side of Eugene where he just starts punching random douches. But I, mm-hmm. I guess he has that speed because he was not having it this episode. But yeah, ultimately just a test because this was supposed to be the thing that got us to say, oh, look, you saved uh, the Milton's uh, son. So now we can let you out of jail. You no longer have to do this horrible punishment. Nope. They just uh, let Jesus take the wheel. They just said, okay, let's just release the walkers and see what happens. I didn't like it. It didn't make any sense. It's so stupid on so many levels. Also, like, how the hell is he supposed to know this guy is important? Like, he has been there for half a second, and nobody's <sighs> told him anything. I, oh, wow, you look like a douche. You must be I, important. I I hear everything that both of you are saying, and I totally co-sign it all. And yet, and yet, viscerally satisfying to watch Eugene just like punch this punch stupid little face? idiot in oh, the head. Absolutely. Oh, uh, really viscerally satisfying that. to watch that go down what? was great. I just didn't expect that from a Eugene because when is we when have we ever seen that from him? And was he just flexing because he was with Catfish Stephanie and he just wanted to like you know like <laughs> yeah. macho the guy? Yeah, or was the guy just the guy did suck? Make no mistake, but I've never seen Eugene. Eugene is like a Southern gentleman, so maybe that's what it was. He's like, like channeling his inner Abraham, like he's he's like trying to like do Abraham proud. I feel like it was so random. If you told me this was Ezekiel, I would believe it a hundred a hundred times over a hundred yeah. times, right? Like Ezekiel just punched somebody. Like okay, yeah. Eugene to just be like, you know what? I'm fed up. You know, like, sir, you're already in jail. Yeah. Like, you're assaulting someone. What are you doing? It's supposed to be character growth, I guess, because Eugene, like, ran that long con on Negan for so long. Like, oh, well, now he's he's so good at everything. He can just, like, you know, he's got his courage back now, too. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean uh, most of this blame, it, certainly, it's, it's on our, our nefarious uh, guy. Uh, who's who's not telling the whole story? But Catherine Stephanie, I mean, how, how, hard, how hard is it for her to just go, Eugene? Why don't you tell the Milton son? <laughs> right. yeah, she should know who he is. She should have been Absolutely. like, like, hey, Eugene, look at that guy. He's the governor's son. He's super important. Maybe we should save him. But she just stands there, like as this as this walker's rocking up on, on the guy's girlfriend is like, Eugene, Eugene, Eugene. She should have been like, there is a walker. You know, speak. Use words. <laughs> Eugene, save them. Save them right now. She just didn't say anything. Is Catfish Stephanie in on the con? Yeah, I the thought reason- Cash, how would she not be? Like, so you're just like, your name is Stephanie. So, yeah. Well, here's, here's why I have to ask, because the punishment that they get is to go and clear these homes of, like, the walkers, right? Um, and I know we've normalized walkers because we sat through 11 seasons of this and then three other, you know, oh, well, two other spinoffs and then, you know, speculations about movies and stuff like that. But this is still a life threatening punishment, right? Like Stephanie, Catfish Stephanie goes in there and one false move and she is dead. Yeah. Also walking dead. And so I'm like, <laughs> would you put somebody who was in on the con like in that kind of danger? Because she could have died as a part of the punishment. I want to know why she's willing to sacrifice herself possibly for, for this role. Like, I don't know. Are they just that comfortable with them killing walkers? They're like, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Or is she in but trouble the, too? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, is she yeah. in on it or is she like being punished? Like, cause it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign up to go clean the mm-hmm. walk. Like this, this, this County, this colony has thousands of people and none of them are doing this. This is prisoner work. 
So why would you just be like, yeah, I'll take this one for the team. Who are you to be in that position? Yeah, it's so it's so fishy and so weird. Like you'd have people that were trained to do this. You don't make your prisoners do it because you don't know if they're going to be any good at it. Mm-hmm. And then you don't make the decoy prisoner. Like, right. If she's undercover, why is she so like, okay, Stephanie, this is the role you were born to play. Go in. It's like, <laughs> You could die. I don't know. I, for me, I would have. I just really would have asked for a different job opportunity. <laughs> like, do I have to be Catfish Stephanie? Like, is there nobody else who could do this? And I don't um, understand Catfish Stephanie at this point either, because, like, I feel like if it was a big deal, what for, do we think her real name is? A, Catfish. Um, she doesn't yeah. have a name Catherine. at this point. Catherine, yeah. Catherine, Catherine Fish. Fish. Yeah, yeah Catherine. Fish. Yeah, call me Cat. <laughs> This does yeah. not make any sense to begin with because it seems like they're putting catfish Stephanie in there because real Stephanie is a secretary. Yeah, she's, she's a secretary to somebody Personal important. Assistant. Yeah, but that means everybody that works there knows that real Stephanie had this relationship with Eugene. Is real Stephanie being punished for this at all? Unless all they unless they don't know that that's the same. Maybe they don't know which Stephanie. Maybe oh. it, maybe they have a bunch of Stephanies, and so they're uh, currently doing Stephanie like a, they're Q, on like and they're like Stephanie doing B. yeah they're doing like a Stephanie search right now. They're vetting the Stephanies, uh, and mm-hmm. all they know is from when Eugene and the rest showed up at the gates of the Commonwealth effectively and were captured by the people and were being interrogated and all that stuff. He's like, "Where's Stephanie? Stephanie?" And they're like, "All right." We got to try and figure out who's the mole. And so we're going to throw <laughs> someone named Stephanie at him. And she'll so just it's the Sarah and Connor she'll, thing. And she'll just mm. yes and Sarah him Connor. every single time he talks about something that they talked about on the radio. I'm just uh, going to get the queen. phone book and look up all the Stephanies. Yeah. Well, the key is that they have to find the person whose last name is Stephanie. So oh, Spinelli oh. of the group. Oh, yeah. oh Joanna yeah. Stephanie. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's going to take a while. <laughs> yeah. He's a secretary, apparently. You'd be surprised <laughs> how many Stephanies made it this deep into the zombie apocalypse. It's a lot. It's a very popular name. There's like 14 well, well, Stephanies well, still. That was Robert Kirkman's Stephanie whole thing. Yeah. Like Robert Kirkman had this whole thing where you had all these characters that were named the same thing over time. And he's like, there just aren't that many names out there. You're going to run into more than one person named Bob. Yeah. So maybe so. Maybe it's just like realistic, Bob. but bad for fiction. And yet yes. Kirkman loved doing it. And you <laughs> know what? Power to him for doing it. Yeah, I agree. He's such a troll. Yeah, there's like a character named like Brian, and then like you know, twenty issues there will be another character named Brian. You know, it's like yep. uh, yeah, he loves that. He loves that. Okay, that trick. I have I have another question. I'm gonna throw this to AJ. So, AJ, the Eugene uh like plot to save you like to to get him out of jail, right? He was supposed to like not punch the douche guy. Okay. Was that the ultimate plan anyway? Was it always Eugene had to fail this task so that Hornsby could say, well, now the price has gone up. Tell me where your people are. Because he eventually got there. And that seems like it's always been the ultimate goal, which mm-hmm. is like why I thought they were tracing the call that one time they had them on the, uh, on the radio for three seconds. And so is this, AJ, part of the plan? I think the the plan is kind of this perpetual indentured servant type thing. Like <laughs> until he until he gets what he wants, they're never going to be in the clear. It's like uh, you know, just one more thing, 
one more thing, Eugene. That's all I need for you is one more thing. And then, then you're free to go. Yeah. You sold your soul to the company store, Eugene. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. But one more thing. Just, just, just one last thing for me. I think that's all it is. I don't think necessarily that this was the plan from the moment that they got there. Uh, I think he took advantage of the fact that, oh, look who's in town today. I know what I'll do. And, you know, it put, <laughs> puts it in motion right then and there, seeing how effective that uh, Eugene is and knowing that Eugene is probably going to be the type of person to save uh, this this douche. And, of course, because he's a douche, if Eugene doesn't save him, well, that also solves a problem. We no longer have the douche. It's, yeah. it's a pretty good plan when you think of it that way, for sure. Um, I, I feel like if I'm Eugene... And somebody's like torturing me to give the location of my civilization. I have like four civilizations that my people have already wrecked. I just send them to one of those, right? <laughs> like, have you heard of Hilltop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, Hilltop. I'll tell you exactly where it is. It's a place called Terminus. Uh, it's a place. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I just thought it was so weird because I'm still trying to figure out, you know, have you what's heard the whole of thing? Atlanta before? <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to Memorial? It yeah. used to be a thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> stop if you heard this one before. There's this junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. It, it's just I, for me. I'm still trying to figure out what the plot is for this. Like what the whole scheme is because I you could have just let them out. You know, like at this point, Hornsby, do you have any pool? And it seems like he's acting outside of what whoever the real boss is like this seems like he's doing this on his own terms and so i don't know if he's like trying to usurp the miltons because Uh, we keep hearing about them i think he's the dirty cop who's working with his informants on the street kind of thing and you know oh you got into crime well i I can get you off but you gotta you gotta do this for me first and i'll make sure that i don't run you in but, you know, you're always going to be on the hook because I can just turn you over to Milton at any point, you know? And, and, and yeah. Yeah. And then meanwhile, Milton rocks up to this and is like, what are you doing? And Eugene's like, well, we, <laughs> we were told we had to clear this whole thing as part of our punishment to be let into the colony. And then Milton's like, what are you even talking about? We just <laughs> let people in. Yeah. Like, what punishment? We don't. Who told you you had to do a punishment? Yeah. yeah. All right. Did, did you not watch the orientation video? Did you not see the the onboarding? You didn't. You missed that part. We just let yeah. you in. But yeah. I mean, let, let, let's face it. We we probably have introduced the two most unlikable characters in the show's history. Uh, with with the, oh my gosh, what did you do? You got her dress dirty. Oh my gosh. It was didn't have blood on it. Well, it was enough to get we thrown had in this jail. guy. We had this yeah. guy before. We had like Deanna's son in Alexandria was this guy. It's exactly <laughs> like this guy. He would have done the same thing. Super douche. Super douche. Yeah. Super douche. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, the character Sebastian Milton, I think, has um, now that mm. he is like a popular character, like in like popular fiction, right? Like as a TV character that is in the popular consciousness right now. Uh, I think is now being um, compared a lot. And a lot of the headlines that you see it like uh, walking dead just found it's Joffrey. Uh, and like, we are like kind of in like, we are like, cause that's not Deanna's son. Like Deanna's son sucked, but like not in like that exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the character of Sebastian as who, who does come from the comic books, this isn't mm-hmm. like a character that was where we were going next. Josh. Yeah. You know, this is a character who um, was not invented for the show is a character. And I'm not spo- going to spoil the comic books, but is a character of 
significant importance from mm. the source material is like a very critical character uh, involved in like major events in the Walking Dead. He sucks Dead. in a huge way. Yeah, and uh. like I and I think like Robert Kirkman did sort of like uh, I I would imagine I don't know this for sure, but like the influence of like a Joffrey Baratheon is like fairly clear on the character. Um, so I think like that's all like a lot of like sort of context to say that like between that between um like the like the shady dude whose name is escaping me right now in the suit and tie and everything that like hornsby hornsby thank you so much that like i just we're, call him dollar store saul goodman but you know yeah. we're kind of like <laughs> we're well we're kind of like the walk the walking dead is sort of like shifting into its like saul goodman meet westeros mode you know like i think that's what's happening <laughs> That sure. Me off guard. <laughs> I wasn't ready for. Uh, sure. And, pr- and, pr- and princess is uh, having conversations inside her own head, so she's doing Mister Robot's final season. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know. So, like, I think, like, like we're gonna get into this place of like, uh, like political maneuvering. Like we're in King's Landing. You know, like the Commonwealth is like the King's Landing to the Walking Dead's Greater Westeros, uh, and so like now mm-hmm. we're here, and so like now you're going to see like deals being struck and people like trying to be clever and out clever each other, uh, and I think like that feels like that is like uh, you know like a big piece of what happens in the Eugene story this week, but like it's also like it's it, it would be it would be fun like to like get into that with this storyline, like if it was like a little tighter maybe of like. Uh, like Eugene just like popping off, and like I get like maybe the point, Chappelle, is that like this kid sucks so bad, sucks that bad that even Eugene's like no, <laughs> just like, it's yeah. and that's the thing. So when you said Joffrey, I'm thinking, did y'all watch the same Game of Thrones I watched? Because Joffrey was disgusting. Like I'm talking, uh, this right. is a murderous child, right? But the thing that this guy Sebastian and Joffrey have in common is that you just want to punch him in the face regardless yeah. of where and when they are. <laughs> yeah, like just punch them. Just punch them in the face. And so I get that part. But the calling him Joffrey makes me feel like you say he's a big part of the storyline that he's got a suck suck. Like it's Joffrey, that's a high bar. That is a mm-hmm. high yeah. bar. To right clear. Now, they won't clear it. They won't clear it. Uh, getting, they won't. They won't make him suck as hard as he did in the comics. Yeah, all now. I'm getting from him right now is Ryan Philippe in Cruel Intentions. Right. Yes. Mm. Such a good. Such a good reference. I mean, yeah. like he the had actor, a face turn eventually. The, so. the actor who played Joffrey, uh, like Jack Leeson, like had to basically like stop acting and like leave the public eye because people were like so vicious to him because he was so effective as that character because he was mm-hmm. so iconic. Uh, in his awfulness and like that was like um, you know say what you will about Game of Thrones there's so much we could um, there and will, and will. <laughs> there's so much there's so much there like so many of the uh, so many of the things that still hold up are like the performances in certain characters and like an absolute trash bag though he may have been Joffrey Baratheon is like one of like the like the best characters that Game of Thrones produced because he was so singular in how terrible he was. And that's just not a bar you can clear again, I don't think, without a tremendous amount of effort. And like mm-hmm. we've seen enough, even without knowing the actions of this character, that I think that like he's not gonna measure up to Joffrey. Like that's just mm-hmm. not gonna happen. But I think that the show is going to attempt like Joffreyisms via this character, they they, they have yeah, to ground him a little a little more because right now, just from this first appearance, he's such a cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. 
And and that it, I guess yeah, the source material is a graphic novel, which I think can you know give that impression. I thought we were trying to get away from that impression that graphic novels are are, are comic books and like you yeah, know. you know yeah, it's like it, it, he feels like very kind of like cookie cutter uh, like shitty kid, you know. And so like, mm-hmm. why is he a shitty kid? We need to know a little bit more about that. We don't know Pam yet, you know. Pam Milts, we got to meet the the governor, right? You know, we got to know a little bit more of like the backstory. There. Yeah, let's not call her the governor though, because I yeah. feel like that's got some negative connotations. Governor too. Yeah, I mean, the Milton's the don't seem to have a positive connotation at this point. I just we don't know a lot about them. Like we've talked about them, but I mean, how long into the season before we actually see the Milton's, um, or at least Pam? You know, um, I I I like that. But when you know Eugene goes and punches this guy in the face, he yells out like, "Why would you kill the the Walkers? We have armed guards." And I'm thinking, "Well, where are they at?" Because you were about to die, as far as I was concerned. So maybe. Maybe Sebastian realizes there's some type of coup going on because his armed guards weren't just there immediately to keep the walkers at bay. I want there to be so much with this storyline and it just kind of just gave us like this little tiny tease and then snatched it away and went away to something else. And I thought it was actually getting interesting. Um, so I'm hoping for a lot more. Of yeah, whatever I mean, it's, it's, it's really that they're reaching for script comparisons with Game of Thrones here. If the baker is, you know, hot pie is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, brother. You mean his brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he's in trouble. <laughs> exactly. well, no one can know that he used to be a doctor except for Yumiko has told everybody. everybody. He, <laughs> I mean, he walked into the room and yelled out, my brother's a thoracic surgeon. Yeah. And in and her it, defense, how was she supposed to know that he was keeping it on the DL just because he so wanted a quieter life? <laughs> I don't know if that's it. I asked this question to AJ a while back. And I still want to know, what is he hiding from? What are you really hiding from here? Because he's like, nobody can find out. It's like, why? Because they'll make you go to work? He's like, yeah, maybe, work is ghetto. Maybe he, failed to, <laughs> maybe he failed to step up. Like, you know how sometimes you're on a plane and they get on the intercom? And they're like, is anybody here a doctor? Maybe he failed to step up during one of those occasions. <laughs> and he's like, they're going to find out I let that guy die. And I just don't want any of that. This <laughs> like, is his the chance. Guy who's in the- the guy in the exit row when they say, oh, you don't have to sit if you don't want to. You're like, oh, thank God. And you just get up and move. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is like, uh, you know, the world ended. You get to be who you always wanted to be mm-hmm. now. And what he always wanted to do is just like make brioche. You know? <laughs> Not be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Dad made me be a doctor. Well, Dad's gone. And I'm <laughs> and I'm making uh, I'm, I'm making all sorts of different delicious baked goods and you're not going to stop me uh i've got a a sourdough starter you know (laughs) i want aj to say i don't want your life (laughs) i don't want want your life (laughs) (laughs) it's that pulling a full dawson leary here wow yeah that was good thank you i needed that I yeah. get it. Like, you know, you got into the city and like you, it's all cushy and comfy and like who knows how much like road doctoring this guy may have had to do like in the apocalypse and stuff. It's like I just want to be no. a baker. Yeah, yeah it's like, nothing. Ooh, that cake is decorated. Yeah. That cake is decorated with surgical precision. Yeah. Like, no, 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 shut up. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> that man has done nothing. This entire apocalypse is like, <laughs> like honestly, now I'm, I'm you're starting to change my yeah. mind or something. Yeah. yeah. 
Screw that guy. Did you hear? Tommy wants to be a baker. (laughs) (laughs) People are dying, Kim, and you're baking cupcakes. I I just turned my whole, like, that's just changed my whole opinion of this guy. People are literally dying, and you're like, I just want to bake cakes. What if, but what if, but what if the cupcakes are so good? What if he's like, (laughs) I will, like, I will save people with my, with like my cream cheese frosting. Maybe the cream cheese frosting brings walkers back. Yeah, or it's like no, like you know what you've been missing all this time out there is like my my funfetti like bun not funfetti, you know. (laughs) Yeah, funfetti can die with the rest of the world. (laughs) He's got his like uh, you know. There's no funfetti in the in the zombie apocalypse. We yeah, well there is now. There is now. (laughs) I I don't know. I hate that guy. I'm sorry. I don't like Now I've forgotten. (laughs) It's okay. We still have so much storyline to oh, talk about. Oh, I know what it was. <laughs> this is that scene again. We are just recycling so much from Alexandria. We're at that point where Brick's group rocks up to Alexandria and everybody welcomes them in. And somebody's like, hey, Sasha, I'll make you your favorite food. What's your favorite dinner? And Sasha's just like, are you kidding me with this? Like, You, you want to know my favorite dinner after you know I've like eaten pets? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. This man's a baker. But okay, yeah. fine. Fine. I'll deal with it. It could be really good. <laughs> Josh, That's all I'm it. saying. Ooh, Maybe I definitely could. would say it is a show stopper. Yeah. <laughs> is he Star Baker? Yeah. Star Baker for sure. <laughs> I have the pleasure of announcing the Star Baker of the week. He crushed the technical. <laughs> he crushed the technical. <laughs> Ready, set, kill walkers. I hate it. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. uh, Daryl, Daryl, no, no, well, God, yeah. I mean, is there anything else with that storyline? We did. We talked about Yumiko a little bit. I mean, Ezekiel seems to have gotten health. Yeah, Good that's friend. great. We got that's a lollipop. Great. Love it. And lollipop. That was the love that. The yeah, love that. But now I think we do have to get to the Daryl and I mean, and then of course Maggie as well. So make it a yeah. win, <laughs> We could talk about Pope's shifting accent. Which was is it changing? Gone. He was Irish for a minute there, and <laughs> I, he's I got a, a flair for the dramatics. I think you know. I think you should have cast somebody that's ever actually met a person who's been to the south. <laughs> <laughs> just me, just my opinion. It just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand this this storyline at all. This, I don't know why we're here. I don't know why we're still here. I don't know why we're going to be staying here. Uh, yes, I understand it's filler, but. I, you know, give me twice as much time with with Eugene and the gang, and, and I'm I'm happy. Like this filler, I'm not, I'm not digging at all. I don't understand it. It serves no purpose. It it and it doesn't. And it's just like it's again. It's rehashing stuff that we've already seen in this universe. Like, ooh, there's bad guys that go around and kill people. This is the claimers, except there's also a woman there. Like Daryl has joined a group of bad people and he knows they're bad, but he's surviving. And now this time he's also getting some on the side. But it's also it's also <laughs> every, every episode so far has pretty much been. I don't know if I can trust you, Daryl, but I tr- oh, you know what? I trust you, Daryl, but I don't know if I can trust you, Daryl, but I trust you, Daryl, but I don't know. Right. Already. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot of the same. Um, but like, I guess like, uh, the good news such as it exists right is like he's basically like because they don't kill the people because he can't do that mm-hmm. uh that's uncro- across uh, 
That's an uncrossable line for like the poster, the poster child of the Walking Dead franchise. They're not going to have him kill like a bunch of innocent people. Uh, only the ones who only the ones who want to die because they're going to die anyway. Yeah, right. Uh, so he's able to like that happens. So his cover is blown basically with Leah, right? Uh, and he like effectively confesses it, doesn't he? And see, like I have to tell you something. Doesn't he say yeah, he something? Doesn't like get that? He doesn't even get he doesn't to get, get to it. Important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but to that's it. gonna happen. But it's gonna happen. It's like he started that conversation. Like yeah. the next episode, got like, what to is tell it? You. I'm what the is mole. it? You know. And so, like, <laughs> that's gonna force a choice at least. So, like, some of the status quo at least has to shift, which is good. I thought this was going somewhere else. So you know how they they scoured the land. They cannot find anybody, right? But coincidentally, there's this one guy. Him and his family have just been making it, and they come across him. And Pope says, kill him. And then they go, and then they don't kill them. What if this is another test, right? Because we know that that's all Pope lives for. And for. <laughs> Loves what a test. By letting them go, they go back and report like, hey, Leah did not do the thing you told her to do. Um, and now they're in trouble. Because it seems like everything up until this point has been a test. So why is this not a test? Especially gonna... when they just happen to come across this person who we for all for no reason to believe that this this random family should still be there the way they've been scouring this land. They even asked him like, "How did you avoid all these people?" And he's just like, "I don't know." So I'm thinking this might be a test. I don't know. I, it could be, but like, you're really gonna like you're gonna set up the test by like mortally wounding a woman, and how are they gonna no, take it up? I think with she that was guy? really wounded. I think she was really wounded. Yeah. I just think um, letting that guy go might come back to bite them. Is what yeah, I'm but thinking. How are you know, what, the test passing? The test was gonna be killing that guy. How are they getting him compliant in it? He's gonna be like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I, you know, take your kid and go out in the woods, and if people kill you, then we're gonna let him in our group. Oh Listen, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, come on, son. Yeah, the, 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 they watched that man put somebody's face in the fire, and they all went back to work the next day. So I don't know. <laughs> Very true. I, I'm concerned that there's that, that they're because they're not talking right now, Darlene. That their story is not straight, and so it's like so <laughs> prisoner's dilemma. Yeah, did you kill him? <laughs> yeah, I killed him. How many were there? Yeah, yeah. it's like I killed. Yeah, so. And then she said, "Oh." Daryl, I'm going to let you take this one. Yeah, like, this is for you. You Like, I'm going to tell them that you did it so that you can get the glory for this one and people will start to trust you. And so I was like, yeah, Daryl did it. He's like, oh, really? Daryl did it? Well, that's funny because this guy just showed up with his kid. So with, how is he dead? Daryl, what did you do? Like, I'm thinking that's going to come out. I don't know how, but that's what I envision for the next step. I could this just be making this up. This presupposes <laughs> that we're ever going to care about these people again. Like, I think they're off doing something else i think this that part never comes back uh, they're yeah. never going to refer to this incident ever again this was filler feels likely yeah maybe i just don't want this to be filler you know I, maybe i, feel I like don't because want it either so much of that, would love I want to that. Point. yes nobody wants <laughs> it to be filler but it is filler yeah. i think that's what it is my bad like the, I think the, it's the just, reapers, I was, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah the reapers at large are filler they're mm. not doing they're not bringing anything new to the table um, the one thing I did like that they're bringing new to the table is they're bringing out a new side of Negan and he's showing us like how he's learned from everything that's happened in the past and that's okay but yeah all the all the Reapers are doing is like making Daryl conflicted and they're you know they're boring they're stupid <laughs> I want them all dead and I want it to not be a big deal like they better all be dead by the end of the next episode that part yeah like, I don't nice. know what I'm going to do but I'm going to do something <laughs> 
I'm going to write some tweets. Yeah. Maybe strongly worded <laughs> tweets. If yeah. they're still alive by if the end of If they're still this. alive, you do not want to see my drafts folder. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we like the Negan and Maggie stuff? Do we feel like that's good or do we feel like it's still more like uh, like yeah, Maggie? Negan. <laughs> at least care. Yeah. At least I, I like this at. week's. Yeah, like this week's because what again, he said at the end was so cold. Where he, where he's like, what would you do differently? He's like, I I think about what I would do differently all the time. I would have killed all of you. Uh, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm just Megan. being honest. I'm just <laughs> yeah, being honest. Just being real, dude. You know, like I, I if I could it. go back, I'd kill every last one of you. Uh, was like you, Negan's, Negan's redemption, like, is never going to happen. But Negan just being brutally honest is exactly what I want from an evil character, mm-hmm. or for uh, you know uh, the bad guy. And the fact is that what does Maggie want to go in there to do with these people? Like Jess said, everyone should be dead by the end of the next episode. That's exactly mm-hmm. what Maggie wants to do. So Negan saying, "Yeah, I'd have killed all of you," because that. That's exactly what she wants to do. And that's, that's, where, that's where it's an interesting kind of dilemma because the one thing that Maggie doesn't want to do is become Negan. And yet she's already decided that that's what she wants to do. And that's just messing with her head. Yeah, she was Negan a long time ago. She was Negan yeah. like way long ago. And I think I liked the point that Negan makes where he's like, yeah, you guys just rolled up on one of our outposts and killed every single person in it without even saying hello. So, you know, <laughs> I was a little upset by that. And you weren't just killing like mean adults, you know, people had families and I, you think, I don't know what happened there. It mm. was, you know, we were doing what we had to do to survive and you were doing what you had to do to survive. I don't think one is better than the other. And I thought that was a really important point. I think Negan had some good ideas here. Yeah. Maggie's like, those were people though. Stop it. He's those like, were no, NPCs, they- dude. Yeah, he's like, she's like, they didn't have any lines, Negan. Stop it. It's not the same as you killing Glenn. He's like, yes, it is. She's like, they were day players. Right. Like, at (laughs) best, you know, so like, she, she really was like, excuse me. Nobody even knows their names. You you killed two, no one in that room was Oscar nominated. (laughs) You killed, you killed two series regulars. You killed a future Oscar nominee and you killed a guy who's directed a bunch of our really good episodes episodes like not okay and not comparable to what we did Negan's like oh yeah so nobody mattered huh well what about Gracie and Maggie's like shit Gracie, yeah damn it yeah she does have lines now yeah okay. you oh, got me with that character was Negan. here yeah, yeah like, I was really like yeah this isn't going well and he said well what about Gracie and I was like oh Maggie what you gonna do she's, she's like the third right, most nothing. interesting child in our camp who yeah. cares about I mean, Gracie is she third Maybe. Yeah, you got it. You got <laughs> Judith. You got Herschel. One and two. No, 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 no. No, RJ is four. Wow. You got, you got Judith. You got Herschel. You got Gracie. You got RJ, a distant fourth. Maybe even <laughs> six behind really uh, mean picking on Judith guy. Oh, the bully. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Judith guy is fifth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a funny exchange, but. I mean, this is Negan basically saying, like, Maggie, what I should have done is kill everybody. What you want to do is kill everybody. So you're going to be worse than me, actually. Like, you think you don't want to be me, but if you do that, that's taking the Negan one step far, further than you, you know, than I did. Are you saying we are all Negan? Basically. (laughs) 
that deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I- it was the most interesting. Like the two of them have been, as as Josh said, they've been like Maggie Negan. Yeah. And finally, they got somewhere. Finally, they had a conversation that went somewhere and was interesting, and they worked together in a way that felt plausible. So I'm not mad at that. For it was sure. just so bold. I would have killed all of you. It was like, oh my god, damn. Okay. All right. But that's pretty results oriented thinking. If yeah. You, I, I don't I mean, believe it. I mean, he said if he could do it differently. I mean, like looking at the result, he's basically a prisoner right now. Mm-hmm. So like, if I had killed all of you, at least I wouldn't be in this situation, probably. So I get it. Lost the war. I get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I get yeah. it. Like you know, if he if he kills all of them instead of just killing two of them, like he kills Rick. He kill he kills if he kills all these people. He, the saviors are probably still, a, you know, a, well, they lost a decade ago, and he's definitely did not spend a decade behind bars if he kills all of these. I don't people. know who's left. I, Carol was not there, so Carol uh, probably just takes the saviors out sooner, right? R- yeah, well, probably. so it's Carol is with the kingdom and Morgan as well, and those two are both very lethal when they want to yeah, be. I think the war ends faster, and the saviors lose. <laughs> it is that actually is a. As a possibility, yeah. but maybe that's still preferable because, like, in that world, um, Morgan is gonna like start going clear again pretty shortly after that, and uh, and Carol has like already wiped out Terminus. So, like, in this universe, we're talking about where Negan kills everybody on the lineup, um, he doesn't get arrested he, and he doesn't win, he gets killed and probably mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, and maybe that is preferable to the life that he ended up uh, living after losing the Savior's War and just like having to like rot behind bars for a decade, in his opinion. So it's better to burn out than to fade yeah, away. Yeah, than to fade away into becoming I mean, like, you know, like skin and bones. It's still a zombie apocalypse. So some would argue that, yeah, maybe death isn't the worst thing that you could be doing right now because you still right. gotta do this. You know, yeah. even in this episode, we saw a guy look at his zombified sister just walking around, you know, like, there are some things that you just that nobody wants to live through, and Negan has lived through a lot of those things. And so I wouldn't blame him if he thought, like, you know, yeah, you know, it's a new universe. If I died, at least I wouldn't be doing this right now. Yes. It's been a minute since we've grappled with a plot point that the dead are people. That the dead mm. that the dead were people. Because yeah. I feel like that used to be something you'd hang a lot of that things was cool. on. Like that was the, cool. The walkers yeah. coming out of the barn in season two, like that was upsetting. And this was, we're going right back to that. And I thought that was, that was really great because I think that's the under, that's the underreported story of the entire walking dead franchise. And the reason the zombies could take over is because you would assume like if it's your sister or your best friend or your child that is a walker, you're going to keep them around as long as possible. So you can try to cure them. And you're, and mm-hmm. that's eventually going to be your undoing because you don't want to just stab them in the head. And the only people left are the people ruthless enough to stab their own child in the head. And I thought they showed an amazing restraint in not beating us over the head with the fact that, it, hey, everybody, this is his sister. Like, there was no yeah. dialogue. Um, and it made you really feel for this character who we really don't know and don't care about at all. So I mean, I, we know one thing about him. Yeah. And that's that he likes the gimp mask and he doesn't have the gimp mask anymore because mm-hmm. he's had a breakthrough apparently. Yeah, but I, I thought it was really well done and, and just mm-hmm. to to uh again to do it wordlessly is, is that's that's when shows like this just you know, you know, chef's kiss or baker's mm-hmm. kiss. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was well beautiful. 
Yeah. Speaking of masks, you should have seen how hard I was laughing when they had the Django cut the eyes in the wrong spot of the mask moment. <laughs> I legit was watching it, and all I could think was, well, make your own goddamn mask. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Nobody brought an extra bag. I can't see in this effing thing. Like, I, was, I was dying. I was dying. And I was like, they didn't even have to say it. I was on the floor. That's uh, beautiful. And, oh, Amazing. man. Maggie in the mask was killing me. Like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I liked the like it was definitely like really hokey looking, but I liked the idea behind it of like this is a way in which we are picking up the recent history of the show and carrying it forward. Like they went through everything that they went through with the whispers and they're not just like abandoning that knowledge that they gleaned from their experiences with them. Like now they're doing the whisperer tactics. Like that was cool. I I thought like that idea was cool even if it it did look a little janky. Uh, but Janky. like, it looked I watched like- Negan work all day for you, sons of biscuits, and all here is criticize, criticize, criticize. It didn't look great. It didn't look great. It didn't look great, Chappelle. No, I would I, criticize, I would criticize. never. You make your own goddamn mask. I would Josh. never. I would never say it with an earshot of Negan. Believe me, I have yeah, more I respect than that. Yeah. I have you're, more you're respect. Absolutely than right. They've learned something, yeah. Josh, because you know the, the you know, season one episode where they, hey, if we cover ourselves with guts, we can walk through the dead undetected, and they don't use it again for six seasons. You know, right. like, yeah. Yeah. it was nice exactly. for them to like say, hey, you know, that Alpha and Beta had some crazy ideas, but uh, there was something in there we could take. Yeah. yeah, I picked up this trick play from battling these guys. Yeah, why have they just not started just walking around with guts all over them all the time? Like, why is that not just the outfit of the Walking Dead? Like, do you have your guts on? Well, don't go outside like your mask. You know, <laughs> the sh- talk about your guts. Because well, the show, the, sh- the show broke itself wide open as of its <laughs> second episode, right? Yeah. Like in its in its second ever episodes. Like, well, this is how you do it. And then yeah, like, put on your gut poncho, shit. go outside. Well, yeah. We just have to pretend that never happened and like every like <laughs> five seasons do something with it and hope that people don't remember that we did it before. But the show has yeah. done that 500 times like A few oh, times. zombies like flashing lights and music. Oh, well, you better not ever put flashing lights and music somewhere to draw them out. And again, I've been beating this drum for a decade plus. They are perpetual motion machines. They defy the laws of physics. Why don't you have them running on treadmills to generate your electricity? <laughs> Why has nobody ever done that? Of playing the greatest hits. That's one of your that's one of, that's one of your best zombie apocalypse takes. And I'm just gonna keep beating that drum yeah, until you I should. see it, you my should. God. You should. Like you that, should. That's well, what the final reveal in World World Beyond should be. That's hope's invention. You, yeah. you nailed it. Yeah. She's gonna science fair it. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm gonna win the world beyond science fair yeah <laughs> yeah we'll take it <laughs> all i need is a steak and a fishing pole and a treadmill mm, that sounds so good <laughs> the zombies are gonna, you need like a person in a treadmill because <laughs> i don't know if the zombies are gonna chase after the steak yeah that's like i don't know that's like uh don's job like they've got like a guy don they've got steve they just like stand in front of the treadmills reading magazines all day. That's what you do with your prisoner. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. This is your yeah. role. Stand right here and just out of reach of the zombie and just, yeah. you know, yeah. that's it. That's what Cat you do Fish every day. Stephanie, stand over there. Yeah. She has the worst job. I don't care what no one says. Like, she <laughs> put her life at risk. I want to know why. I just <sighs> do. Yeah. Yep. You gotta, 
you got to pretend that you like Eugene, and then you also got to go put your life at risk for some convoluted scheme. Uh, I like, hope they better get a, out of there. They better have a good reason for real Stephanie to be on the back burner. And I better not be that they just like cast the actress in a different role to throw us off the scent because that's just stupid. That's some chicanery of the highest level. No, AJ pointed out she was called Catfish Stephanie basically in the credits. So we know that she is Catfish Stephanie. We know this. It, oh. it says it on the IMDb. Uh, uh, the IMDb thing is Catfish <laughs> Stephanie. Oh. They, they, they put it, they put it uh, decoy. It was called decoy Stephanie okay. in, in the first and then they've changed it. Wait, what? They changed it now? Okay. It, it was, there, it was there the first episode. Uh-huh. Uh, when the first episode landed, it said Decoy Stephanie. And then they changed it to Stephanie with a last name. And the other one is Stephanie without a last name or something like that. Oh. oh this, no. this sounds like it might be user-generated content. Not yeah. on IMDb. <laughs> is this a yeah. wiki? Yeah, they're backing out of this. They're like, okay, we, we're going to make this a Catfish Stephanie. Oh, yeah. now IMDb like, famously unreliable. <laughs> They're like, we were going to, we were going to do a Catfish Stephanie storyline, but people seem to like the Stephanie and the chemistry, so we're just going to back okay, away from bro. that. Yeah. They like you rating. Like the who? They like <laughs> the chemistry. They like um, Eugene and fake Stephanie more than well, Eugene it, it and also doesn't, It doesn't help that the uh, assistant Stephanie looks like she's wearing a disguise. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very nice wig. I got, I got some very bad news. I wish I hadn't looked at this, but the Uh-oh. episode that came up was episode eight, which is the season finale. There's no Commonwealth in it whatsoever. Everybody is credit only. Oh, I hate Ooh. it. Ooh. I, uh, this, is like, this is like the taking out Elton of, <laughs> of Prime <laughs> Walking Dead. I, ho- I hope that there's uh, something coming that we're just like, that'll just like sideswipe us like at least a scene or two. Um, yeah. To be completely without the Commonwealth would be a real bummer for the finale because it's just been like tragically little of it this season. Like it, it even does still feel like um, like the amount of it that we've gotten this season is like uh, not terribly far away from like the amount we got of it from 10C when like we were in the boxcars. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like we are still big boxcar energy with the Commonwealth. Like we're past the boxcar, but not in like a huge way. Like the tape was cool. We're meeting some of these people. We're getting a little bit of a sense of the culture, but like we need to push deeper into that storyline. Like enough of the the Reaver stuff. Like, or I guess like maybe just like end all of the Reaver stuff next week if you're not going to give us any Commonwealth. If you're going to give us no Commonwealth, then pour every minute into destroying this storyline so it's done forever. Do we, I assume do we also do, do do we do we destroy everything? Do we just blow up everything? Actually, yeah. we, we we get rid of Pope and all of his people and end that storyline. Do we have you know once and for all Alexandria just just go away? Like the, the that Eugene has told them where they are and they show up. Ooh. So, so that there's some yeah. sort of confrontation at Alexandria and, you know, whether it's they turn out to be, hey, we're going to take you with with us yeah. to a really nice place. Hey, we brought a bus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that how it ends? Like, you know, like, oh, oh my gosh, Alexandria is destroyed. OK, but we have this place to go now. And that's what we'll do for the next eight episodes. Yeah, I just I just don't see how you can turn a storyline that involves 50,000 people into nothing without blowing the whole damn like establishment of 50,000 people and you can't let 12 people in 
Or they just have to act like it doesn't exist. Like, well, do you remember the Commonwealth? Yeah, it's still over there. They're just driving. You know, there's a hospital there. We can't use it. They're flying <laughs> kites and shit. We can't do that. You know, and we, I, guess, I guess we'll just go off into the wilderness and die. Like, there, there's no way that these people don't end up in this community. There's a community. Yeah. It's thriving. Yeah, they have to end up in there. So whatever happens to Alexandria, hopefully it just leads to them all ending up dragged into the Commonwealth. You know, yeah. it's, it's so weird. We we ended up right back on the Commonwealth storyline and we didn't even finish the original one we were talking about. <laughs> well, so much I more interesting. We, we got where we needed to go. I think mm. I think maybe the finale, I would expect two things to happen. I would expect we're going to get the wrapping up of the Reapers. We're going to reap them. Um, and... <laughs> You know, we should not fear the Reapers because they will not be here after this. That's um, what I've heard. Yeah. Wow. And I think it's it's this like big thing where Leah redeems herself and then is killed so that She's you gone. know paves the way for Daryl to go back to Connie because that's our OTP anyway. And of course. then I think there's some rapidy uppy stuff over at the Alexandria people and they make the call okay, we're going to go, like, they talk to Eugene, and they're like, okay, we're going to go, because Eugene might be in trouble, but whatever he's doing, it's better than what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so then, the That's next, fair. you know, 11B is going to be, like, road trippy stuff with the Alexandrians, and then the rest, like, they roll up to the Commonwealth, and we do Commonwealth stuff to the end. In, in this last season, is there any reason why we should care about the struggle that Father Gabriel is having? No. Because they keep they keep making us care. Like uh, we had the moment with the uh, with the uh, Robert Patrick's, and we've had like <laughs> we've had like this moment where he sees a guy praying, and he's like, "I don't have the heart to kill that guy for praying because I'm religious." But sometimes I'm not religious, but now I'm religious, and I'll, I'm always religious. But this is the last season, so why are we spending so much time with the struggle of Father Gabriel? Honestly. I don't know if it's even going to amount to anything, but they just keep shoehorning it in there. So I wondered if you guys think that anything well, is going to happen. Well, I think oh. to some degree, because he's like one of like the main, main characters now, you know, like he's like one of the oldest characters on the show. Like it's Maggie uh, has uh, Carol and Daryl in that order, I think have the most seniority and then it's Maggie and then it's and Rosita and no, Judith. Judith too, yeah. Judith, and then and then Rosita, uh, and then Gabriel, uh, and no Eugene in there Eugene. too, but Gabriel's yeah. like right in there, um, yeah. and so I think that they have invested a lot of attention on like um, giving Seth Gilliam a, a meaty story, whether or not like it's like a resonant successful story, but like they've really like tried to give him more prominence on the show, I think. Um, and I expect, yeah, I think it, I think it will end somewhere. My, like, what I don't know, Chappelle, like, what I can't figure out is like, is this because like he's like, he made this choice? Did he make this tactical mistake that's going to get him killed like next week? Could we lose Father Gabriel or are we like, uh, like setting something up where that's going to have some sort of role in whatever happens next week that he survives from and learns like this big lesson to carry him forward into like big more main character energy for the next bit of it. It's like one of those two things is happening, and I'm like a little bit snowed on which outcome it is. Does does yeah. does it does it build to the point where you know they they decide they're going to kill all of them? You know, Matt, Matt, Maggie and Negan have had this conversation. Like, what do you do? Do you kill them all? And, you know, that's the intent. And then, you know, Leah's there. 
and you know they're not they're not going to want to kill her because she's with Daryl. Does Gabriel kill her? Hmm. Yeah. Is that is that the thing that that changes things going forward? Like you know that he he kills Leah when Maggie and Negan both were like, well, that's a bridge too far, and he's like, no, it's not. <laughs> kill them all. Yeah. The the reason why it stands out to me so much is because you have characters like Rosita who have almost no storyline at all. And so it's like for you to keep going back to Father Gabriel's st- like struggle, I expect for it to matter. And I know I've said this a lot and we always say, well, you know, we would love all of the things to matter. Right. But like for me, like you could completely ignore him like you're doing Rosita and nobody would care. But you keep bringing this up. And so I would have to know that this struggle is going to either pay off with no. him doing what oh. AJ said or, you know, not doing anything at all. There was one thing in this episode that did piss me off. How in the hell is Gabriel using binoculars? Oh my gosh. And the the view through the binoculars had like one side was like sort of gray. (laughs) Come on. You can't use binoculars. Not how they work. Binoculars do not work that way. (laughs) Mm -mm. But yeah, that's my question. I just want to know if Father Gabriel is going to mean something or if they're just playing with like, they're just wasting our time. And I don't like that. It feels yeah. like this was something we resolved when he murdered Robert Patrick with a spiky ball hand twice. And That's what I thought we now did. Now we're coming back to it. And yeah, I, I I liked it better when we were like, yeah, we know who he is now. Now he's a badass. And now it's like, oh, is he not a badass? Question yeah, mark. That's a, a, a sim- yeah. It's like, you know, this is uh, an, a, an, an effect of the show being on so long that you see in a lot of different characters, just like uh, two steps forward, two steps back. Like Carol mm-hmm. is a great example of mm-hmm. like all the different Morgan is the Morgan example. is the example. <laughs> like there are so many characters who like are one way and then they're no longer that way and now they're that way again, but a little different. And now they're not that way again, but a little different from that, and so on and so forth, etc. That like I think that like Gabriel's maybe like a little bit underrated in that regard of somebody who like suffers from that. Um and so, like, that's why it's like, are they doing this because they're like building towards a like a eureka, like a moment of Gabriel being like, this is bad and I got to fix it and making some kind of sacrifice, whether that's like his life or something, right? Uh, that is like a little more tangible. Um, I feel like they, they, they're, they're gonna go there, like, but is it like something that's gonna be a little more permanent than not is the question that I have mm-hmm. is like, will they, Will they just like kill off Father Gabriel soon? I think is it's not an impossibility. Like I can I imagine mean, like that like Seth Gilliam may want to like, you know, call it early or the show may want to like have like a an important character die before, you know, we go too deep into the final season and your feelings on Father Gabriel notwithstanding, he has seniority. Uh it would be mm-hmm. it would be a ma- it would be a major character death. There would be like interviews with Seth Gilliam, you know, like this would be like you know, talking dead gas type deal, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, he's been living on borrowed time since, Mm -hmm. you know, at least since the heads on spikes draft, because Josh, I believe I drafted him for heads on spikes draft and sure. He did not get on a spike and, you know, he's been dead in the comics for a very long time, had a very horrible, gruesome death, which I'm totally fine not seeing on screen. Um, But I had figured like there were so many times when we should have killed a major character to kind of signal the end of a season and we didn't do it. And every time I thought it was going to be him. Yeah. I'd put my money on either father Gabriel or Rosita or both not Mm -hmm. making it to the end of this show because neither one of them has a very strong storyline and they're giving us the content they're giving us for father Gabriel just seems like it's coming to a big ending or they're just going to fumble 
you yeah. know, it all together. So it feels like it, it, I, I'm totally with you. It feels like one of those two things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. All right. Well, I think, I think we've, I think we've covered just about everything. The only thing I think we left out was Yumiko wearing a pantsuit. that looked like it was made out of a couch, which mm-hmm. I guess they're responsible <laughs> in the zombie apocalypse. Um, yeah, there's very, um, uh, gosh, what's the, AJ, what's the name of the, of the back to the future town? Uh, like it's got like that, it's got that aesthetic of like Hill sort Valley. of. Yeah, it's Hill Valley. Yeah. It's like 80s, like, you know, 80s Hill Valley vibe is sort of like, uh, the, the shopping whole, at the Lone Pines Mall. It's the yeah. whole aesthetic of this place. Uh, so the, well, the, you know, the, the thing is, is that, suit, uh, just makes a lot of sense to me in that context. Yep. It's a vicious circle because, you know, the the only tailor in town actually they had to use the tailor to do the uh, stitching up after surgery because they oh, couldn't find a doctor because sure. uh, they didn't have a surgeon uh, yeah. yeah yeah only they knew how to find a surgeon if only Yumiko was yelling at the top of her lungs to anybody who would listen that there's a then thoracic yeah, surgeon then, around then their pantsuits could be more tailored yeah. <laughs> all right well. Josh Wiggler, I know you want to talk a little bit about what we've got going on for the Sure. Patrons. Yeah, of course. Yes. Okay, so it's October. Uh, it is It is the one-year anniversary of the Post Show Recaps Patreon program. We're celebrating all month long. There are many ways in which we are celebrating. If you are not yet a patron of Post Show Recaps, and you can go to patreon.com slash recaps to find out about all of these ways. But one that I want to really make sure that you know is we're constantly yammering on about how awesome the Posho Recaps patron discord is. That's where we host our community of people who have signed up for uh, for the Patreon at the $10 level and higher. Uh, it's a really fabulous community with a ton of people who are just absolutely incredible talking about not just TV and movies and all of these amazing things. So they are certainly doing that. But they're talking about sports, movies. I already said movies. Talking about snacks. Talking about all sorts of things. Hosting like live watches of stuff. Really having just an incredible time and uh, really leading by example of how like a, a community on the internet can be such a positive place. I'm always impressed by this gang of people. And it's usually that the Discord is only accessible at that $10 level and higher. Um, but all month long for the month of October, we've got the Campus Tour, where if you sign up at the $5 tier, that's the first tier for the Patreon, the binge watcher level, you can get access to the Post Show Recaps Patreon Discord all month long. Uh, it's been really, really, really fun to meet a whole ton of new people in the Discord over the last uh, couple of days at this point, like five days into the month. Uh, And we want that to be you out there listening to the Walking Dead podcast. If it sounds like a fun time to like interact with your favorite hosts, meet some new people, this is the opportunity to do it. $5 for the month and you will get access to the Posha Recaps Patron Discord. So consider signing up. It would mean a ton to all the podcasters on Posha Recaps if you supported the network. Patreon.com slash Posha Recaps is the way that's patreon.com slash post show recaps. And that is the spiel. It's a great spiel, Josh. And what else are you doing this week? Podcast wise? Oh, so much. Uh, we just released the first succession season three preview succession is coming back really, really soon. Uh, so we've got our first preview podcast is already posted. Uh, we had a really fun time sorting the characters from succession into, uh, uh into tier lists, uh, ranging from, uh, born the floor, aka the worst possible person ever to actual good person. Spoiler alert. There are none. Uh, no one makes it to the top of the pyramid. Uh, so that's really fun. That's a notable one that's worth shouting out in addition to all the regulars. 
Lost Down the Hatch. Uh, the Yang In There podcast is out this week from Zach and Jake. Uh, just a, a ton of content. Uh, everything is super. Uh, if you like a TV show that's on right now, there's a very good chance that you're hearing about it. Um, and more to come. More to come. And I'm uh, it, not my place to say some of the stuff that is to come, but for others to hype their own things at a certain point in time, whenever they feel comfortable, other than to say really great new shows uh, coming your way to PSR in the very near future. It's a very exciting time to be on PSR. Yes. It's also a very exciting time to be Chappelle, I guess, because you just launched something new, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Uh, a new episode of the Real Weird Sisters podcast <laughs> where I got to talk to Alice and Martha about Big Brother 23. So we... Uh, Sorted the cast uh, into their Hogwarts houses. Um, not a lot of Slytherins on this cast, unfortunately, and I was fighting for them to to come join the fold. But it was a good time. Um, also, um, you know, Rob and I have been talking, and we've been in negotiations and negotiates, and um, we decided that we were going to start covering Netflix shows. This was Rob's like. And Akiva's idea and some like crazy Renap, like I think they were both delirious at like three o'clock in the morning, Akiva time and Rob is Rob. So they were both delirious and they came up with this idea to cover a new hit show on Netflix every week or a movie or whatever uh, is popping on Netflix. And Rob and I would host it called Nothing But Netflix. And so we started last week uh, with the release of Seinfeld, which was uh, so entertaining for me because I had never really just dove into Seinfeld. I watched the first season and like maybe a couple of other episodes. I knew of it. Um, it exists in my life, but I never just was a big fan. But apparently I have some really weird takes on the show. And so we got to talk about that on Nothing But Netflix. And so moving forward, we will have some other hot shows and uh, even hotter guests, um, present company included, hopefully. What? And, yeah, so I've heard. And so um, I, I a rumor. you know, Always in negotiations with all of that. And so, yeah, it's fun. It's uh, going to be a wild ride, and I'm very excited about it. But other than that, no, I'm just hanging out. I'm still covering um, Never Have I Ever on Silent Podcast uh, with Sasha Joseph. And we just finished season one. Our guest this week was Karen from Canada. And so she was able to share some really touching stories about, you know, losing her mom and, and her connection to the show. And so that was a really good time. Um, so yeah, I'm a little bit of everywhere right now, but I'm enjoying every second of it. Um, and I think that covers everything I'm doing this week. Next week, I'll be uh, guesting on the Love and Hip Hop podcast with Sasha Ooh. as well. So I get to awesome. reunite with my tag team partner and we can talk about Love and Hip Hop on the Love and Hip Hop wrap up. So that'll be fun too. But yeah, got a lot of stuff going on. And of course, as usual, you can follow me at Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter. And help me find a new Twitter name because I think this one's uh, it's time to retire this one. So we'll see what happens. I, I I feel like it's really brave to retire your Twitter name because I, it's I I've been afraid to I I should have done my real name from the jump and now mm. I'm stuck with it. I don't feel like I can change it. Right. So. And I'm like always felt like I've borrowed this name, you know, like some mm. for some reason. I mean Chappelle, don't get me wrong, it's my name. But the Chappelle show it might have been taken beforehand. So I think some, there was some, one already. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I've heard rumors, and so we'll I kind of want to find my own brand. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, as usual, happy to be here talking to y'all as well. All right, great. And AJ Mass, what's up with you this week? Oh, what's up with me? Well, we've got a new episode of Beat My Guest, my trivia podcast, coming out this week. 
Uh, and uh, every Thursday night, a uh, new episode of Felonious Pundits, the Criminal Minds rewatch that I'm doing with my friend Kentad Svensgaard. So uh, you can catch those wherever podcasts are sold. I'm All keeping right. it short because, you know, uh, Josh and Chappelle, like, you know, they're just uh, taking oh, hours and hours to get through the voluminous uh, have stuff. Have you ever met us before? Come have on. Have you ever? <laughs> Have you yeah, ever? Never have I ever. Never have I ever. Exactly. AJ, I'm I was going to call you out. Twist, yes. <laughs> I, I, I was going to call you out anyway, AJ, because I didn't have a new episode to beat my guest in my podcast feed, but whatever. We're going to talk about that later. I said this week. This week. Yeah, I'm just saying it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> get on it, dude. Well, I, yeah, I, come I, on. I, you know, I'm in negotiations trying to get Elton on, but you know. <laughs> uh, stop. He's not busy. Oh, where is he? Back. Where is Elton? It's okay. He'll be back. Don't worry. Uh, Jess, what do you have going on? Uh, honestly, I have this going on, and that's pretty much it. Um, over on the over on the PSR podcast uh, patrons feed, you will be able to hopefully by this time tomorrow, you'll be able to pick up uh, the recap that Grace Leader and I did of uh, Casino Royale. Uh, we'll be watching No Time to Die very soon and recording our recap of that. So that's very exciting. And after that, you know, the No Time to Die recap, I think we're going to drop it in the main feed, see how it does. And if if it's, if we got enough demand for it, Grace Leader and I will embark on watching all of the James Bond movies. And Yay. it's a very fun time so far. We've had a great time. I would love to do more of it. Awesome. So that's that about wraps it up for everybody. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Haymaker Hattie. Josh is at Round Howard. Chappelle is at Chappelle's underscore show. And for now. AJ, yeah, for now, it may change. For now. Um, and AJ Mass is at AJ Mass. Early adopter. Real name. <laughs> yep. And you even got the blue check. So uh, ESPN has its privileges. This is a 50% blue check podcast right now. I here. wasn't going to say anything. Y'all are so famous. I love yeah, it. I, I wasn't going to say anything. I, I, will, I will call it right now. I'm going to be the last one of this panel to get my blue check. I wasn't going to say anything. I won't get mine until you get yours. Chappelle, we'll I'm surprised pack. you don't have one already. I'll Stop call it. it. I'll, I'll call this now, though. I'll be the first person on this panel to lose their blue check. <laughs> they don't take those away. They don't rescind your blue check. Yeah. Yeah, I've been lobbying for a couple of people to get their snatched away from years, and they still got it. I'm looking at you, LO Cool J. I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Starting a feud right oh, here on the podcast. Oh, man. IJS. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm, I, I hear you. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thanks to all of our friends behind the scenes who make this podcast possible. Thanks to everybody who added us this week because I said at me, we don't get enough feedback and we got a great feedback. I love you all. I especially, but I want to call out my favorite feedback person is always Andrew Yu, who writes to us every week with really great insights and he's very funny and we don't read his emails enough. So Andrew, next week for sure, I'm going to get that out there. Um, so thanks for everybody for listening and tuning in and watching the show or listening without watching the show. We like that too. Uh, we will see you next week. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. 
It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.